play the theme? I don't think it's going to play the theme. Hold on oh, now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Death is working right today. All right. That's cool. We're just oh, going to no. jump. We're just going to jump straight into this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy SSJ Blackerot here. Wait, is the music the music's playing now? This whole time I was trying to play the music oh, and hear it in the background. <laughs> it's cool though. It's cool though. Because guess what? Episode fifty-three. We are here with some really good guests today. We have Rod in the building. What's going on, Rod? How you doing? Good, man. Good. Yeah. You know, um, I I am a guest of so Should I Play That? Thank you. Um, <laughs> thanks for pointing out the misspeak. Thanks for pointing it out. It's cool. It's cool. But we also have a very special guest in the yes. building. He is Dude. part of the Gamers Haven. We have. Damn, I was gonna mess it up. <laughs> I want to say Loki. It's not Loki. Loka three. Loki. Right? Loki. Loki. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna get it at some point. <laughs> it's all good, brother man. It's all good. So you know, you know what the thing is? The thing is, is that for I think the longest, like as long as I've seen your um your tag, I've always like in my mind like said, Oh, that's Loki, that's cool. And like whenever I played with you, I'm like, all right, what's up, Lloyd? So I've never like <laughs> I've never said your actual tag this whole time. But yo, what's good, man? How you doing? Nothing much, brother man. Chilling out. Um Appreciate y'all uh, inviting me over here, man. But yeah, just hanging out, man. Sweet, man. Uh, yo, we love. We this has been a moment of truth. We've been waiting for this moment for a while. We've been talking about it. We've been hyping it up. We've been putting Easter eggs on our YouTube videos, <laughs> which I haven't done in a minute. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. You, we're gonna get we're gonna get YouTube content back going. But you know, we're here. It's finally happening. Mm-hmm. So. Um, before we jump into our normal stuff, I do want to thank everybody that's out in the chat. I want to also thank our mod in the chat. We have Subject T. Thank you for doing what you do. She's been helping me out with a bunch of the stuff on Twitch and on Discord. What? Did I say Discord? Guys, we got a Discord now. Go ahead at the bottom of the browser on Twitch, or if um, you're listening on audio platforms we'll have it linked other places but you could go ahead and click the button for our discord join our discord the floodgates are open we want to see you there um you know after the show of course if you guys jump into the chat we can you know kick back and chat for a little bit talk about animal crossing talk about doom talk about whatever yeah so uh with that like i said follow us on social media follow us on uh instagram should i play that follow us on twitter should i play that also on Facebook, should I play that? And then, of course, if you want to follow me or any of the other uh, people on the show, we have their tags on top. I'm pointing in the wrong direction. There we go. So uh, that's that. We're going to go ahead and jump into the show. And with that, let's go ahead and talk about what we've been playing. Guys, what you've been playing? All right. Um, so as of recently, I have just gotten into Day Z as about... Two, three weeks ago, I believe. Um, and so I'm a bit a little late to that. I know that's been out for some time, but uh, definitely taking a liking to it. We used to play Seven Days to Die, and I felt like this was like a next step up of that, and boy, was it. <laughs> boy, was it. Having to ma- manage all the different stats and stuff, the hydration, your food, whether you're sick or not. If you breathe on somebody else, you'll get them sick. So, yeah, that got us into a bind the last time we played. So that's that's... One of them. The other one is uh, Star Wars, uh, the Jedi Fallen Jedi Order. Oh, nice, nice. Getting a little late to the train on that one, but um, 
man, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I made a dumb decision to put it on Grandmaster first. Oof. Yeah, I switched that really quick. So, but it's it's awesome game. I'm really enjoying the story. We just got well, got I just got back into Star Wars. My wife has been been in it heavy herself, and I'm just not getting back into it. So, seeing um some addition to the story is definitely definitely epic to me. So, I'm enjoying it. Nice. Oh, so so let's dig into these uh, a little bit. Uh, Daisy, what brought you to play that title? Um. So. Okay, so we started with like Seven Days to Die, just another zombie. It's a survival game, but not as intense. And we pretty much, we, we, that game became way too easy. Like we found a base in the middle of the water, built that up, built a huge fencing gate and stuff like that. It was epic. It's only four players on console though. So it was just like, we're making all these defenses. The seventh day comes around. The zombies weren't an issue because they can't get to our base. It's just like, so what, what else is there? So we were just like, what other survival zombie games or whatever is out there? And it was like, oh, DayZ. Oh, this is an older game. Okay, yeah. it's kind of the same as this. Looks a little harder, but I'm sure we can manage. Got online, died maybe 20 times before we realized, oh, right, we don't have a map on the game that we start with. <laughs> I got to download an app to play, to look at this map and then manually mm-hmm. update it to see where each other is. As we, Man, <laughs> a lot yeah. of management thought of that, but yeah. So just kind of looking around for a new game to play, and then that's how we found it. Did you, um, have you been, guys been playing on console or PC? Console. Console? Okay, okay. How is it on that? Because uh, it being primarily a, a PC game at first, you would I typically think that you know though the the ports for those tend to be uh, cumbersome on console, but it seems like the tra- transition has been pretty smooth with the controls and everything. Yes and no. Um, so funny thing, Seven Days to Die also was like a it was a PC game that was ported over to console and. Mm-hmm. If the inventory management sucks. <laughs> yes, right, <laughs> it's right. It's terrible. Um, running a sub situation was like, let me hurry up and reload this gun. And, you know, in, in DayZ, it's not, oh, I found a, a magazine. Oh, I found some ammo. It's not going to automatically put it in. I got to drag the ammo into the clip and watch the character manu- manually put the bullets into the gun. Then right. the clip goes back into the inventory, but it still doesn't attach the gun until you put the gun in your hand and then right. attach the clip into the on console, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think about things like that, and you know, when you have fifty buttons on your PC, you can press at any time to manage that. Yeah, it becomes uh, uh, difficult to say the least. I always think about games like uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, you know, when MMOs, things like that, where you know you have binding keys, and you know, you have at least fifteen hot commands that you need to use at any given moment. Not on console. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so for Fallen Order, now that's a game I've actually wanted to get into myself, but I have unfortunately not been able to at the moment. Um, I'm very curious. Uh, the What's drawing me to it is the combat. Like, I'm a huge Dark Souls fan, and, you know, it's very Dark Souls-esque, right? The combat? Very much so. And now, let me not lie to you. I, ha- I haven't played Dark Souls. Okay. This is my first experience with a game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The thing that drew me to it was the story, mostly. I was just curious to know, when is this taking place? Who is this kid? And how does it tie into the greater universe, if you would? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Huh. But so, so have you maybe gotten an affinity for the combat in this? Would you try a Dark Souls? Yes. Um, I can see what the frustration <laughs> can be. Uh, now, I've heard one of those type of games don't even have uh, a difficulty level on it. In my... That's true. So, like, this one, it, it does. Like, it has, like, a story mode difficulty, which is, like, the baby mode. If you want to just 
go through the, the story mode, if you would. And then they have like three other difficulties, and I'm like, I ain't no chump. I'm going to go on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About 40 minutes in, I was like, nope, nope. I'm going to put it on the, the one just below it. And even still, I'm getting used to it, but I, I can see why people was getting frustrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always find those type of combat systems to be fascinating. Um, I love the idea of managing your stamina and, and really taking meticulous detail of like, you know, oh, I'm gotta, I got to either dodge here or use my last bit of endurance to like to hit, you know, maybe not get too greedy here. Things like that. Like I love making those kind of decisions like moment to moment. I'm enjoying that too. Except, oh, there was I was going against um, the Inquisitor, mm-hmm. uh, the second sister. Oh my gosh! I'm sitting here. At one point, I'm like, are they? Do they really think I'm going to beat her at this point? I don't understand <laughs> what you're expecting of me right now. And just as I was about to lose hope, then the cutscene started. I'm like, thank you. I don't think that's going to happen in Sekiro or or Dark Souls. It's like either you're going to get this W or you're going to be here for a little while. So right. <laughs> So you mentioned the story kind of drew you in at first as well. Um, are you a Star Wars fan? Yes. Um, I was like base level knowledge Star Wars. And then my wife, she's like, you know, novels, comics, the whole thing. She starts telling me more and I'm just like, huh, mm. I got to look into that. So just started to read up more and stuff like that and learn more about stuff, watch videos and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. then I saw this game and I'm just like, OK, I never heard of this kid before. Uh, I see the Inquisitor on the case, but okay, that's definitely got to be before X point here. What's going on in this? So, yeah, definitely a fan just trying to figure out what the heck is happening by the end of this game. Yeah, yeah. Apparently the story in it is, is to be honest, quite extraordinary. Um, and I say that with no, you know, hyperbole. Like, people really, really love it and think it's, like, a, a very great addition to the Star Wars canon. So, yeah, I'm a casual Star Wars guy. So, um, you know, I have a few movies I love and some I don't. And, you know, I don't, like, keep up, like, with the canon just throughout everything. But I do enjoy, you know, me a good Star Wars every now and then. Uh oh. So I definitely want to check it out for sure. And your positive impressions just kind of make me want to push to the top of my list. Oh, yeah, dude. And supposedly it's just, what, five years after Revenge of the Sith? So uh, supposedly Vader's supposed to pop up in it, which I know I ain't ready for that. So (laughs) we're going to (laughs) see. Nice, nice. Okay, awesome. That's a good list, man. I like it. As uh, for myself, um, I've been playing really two main things over the last week. Um, I have been playing more Resident Evil 2, the remake that released last year. Um, I actually, I've been in the mood for, and, and the reason why I kind of asked about DayZ as well, like kind of what brought you to it, is because in the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of in the mood to play post-apocalyptic and like zombie games. Um, <laughs> That's the one, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for you know, obviously we are you know in a really uncertain time right now uh, with the quarantine, the coronavirus, and things like that. Uh, so I definitely don't want to make light of it. Um, there's a lot of serious things happening at the moment to a lot of people. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been. I, I think maybe maybe I've been. I've had this desire to maybe fight it like in a in a game sense um to fight the frustration oh oh, oh, oh. (laughs) yeah like it's just it's weird so it's like if it's weaponized in the form of zombies like this coronavirus maybe it will make you feel better to like put a few holes in it like you know (laughs) uh so yeah i i i've really been in the mood for that um and so I've been digging into it. I actually completed Leon's campaign, uh, and I am actually almost finished with Claire's campaign. Um, 
And I actually took a break to play to finish Yakuza 5 when that released last month. I had started it um, and then took a break to do that. And now I'm coming back to it. And I did completely on and I'm, I'm almost done with Claire. Really, really great game. And I've talked about it on the show before. But um, yeah, I, most of the stuff that I've said before still holds. I've, I really admire this game's commitment to uh, straddling that line between old Resident Evil and and post four Resident Evil, um, you know, which is to say that the, the, the gameplay, the action is very Resident Evil four. Um, but the puzzle uh, open exploration type of gameplay it, from the first three um, are in this one. And I just it's fascinating to me that they managed to find that that combo. yes exactly they found the combo and they made it work for them and and man the game looks so stunning it's the first game i've like played all the way through in hdr um on the the tv i just i bought uh, like a month or so ago okay. and i'm just in awe every time like this thing is like in the dark and it's raining it just looks absolutely phenomenal so um really Really loving it, and I actually can't wait to finish it. Um, and really looking forward to what they'll do with Resident Evil Three, which comes out uh, in a week yeah. or two. Yes. Yeah. Not to uh, not to make you worry, but uh, you played Resident Evil Six, right? I have not. Chris has though. <laughs> so Chris has. in there, the virus is called the the main virus in that game is the uh, C virus. So not not to add any worry, but uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh <laughs> man. Hey, <laughs> They knew. <laughs> Ahead of their time, brother. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wow. Okay, now we might ha- I might have to actually go through the rest of the series now just to just to see how this ends up. <laughs> um man, okay, so I've been really loving that, but what I've played a lot of in the last week, like almost like every day, daily, nonstop, um, is the new Animal Crossing game, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I am a big fan. Like, so I'm a fan of Animal Crossing just in general. Like, you know, I played a lot of New Leaf. Um, that's the main one I played. I, I didn't I didn't play a bunch of the other ones, just dabbled in them. But but New Leaf I, I was big on. Uh, this one I was looking forward to because, hey, it's a new, it's a new you know, engine, new graphics. Like, it's going to be great. Like, I, it's, it'll look good. Um, I want that same old Animal Crossing. And what better game to be holed up in your house, you right. know, <laughs> then then animal crossing right like it's the best sort of antidote for this these times right, right now and and boy like it is is it ever um you know the game is look hey you're on this deserted island you have a few villagers you know a little a few buddies go fishing go bug catching go plant a few flowers if you want to it's it's really up to you like what you do um and i have been playing the hell out of this game uh you know doing exactly that i've caught so many fish i've caught maybe like a hundred fish uh and i just want to fill out my museum i have to say that the museum in this game uh chris have you gotten this far in it by the way like this blathers oh, comes boy. down so uh, wait do you do you want me to talk about animal crossing because i sort of no lifed it for the first couple of days Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, let's let's dig into it. Okay, so um, how, before I even ask, before I say anything, how far are you? Like, is Blathers in the town, or is he... Yes, Blathers oh. has... He, he came to the town, then he left, and then he came back with his brand new museum. Okay, nice. Alright, so yeah, so I'm, I'm there, um, and I'm, you know, collecting what I can. Now, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it now, before, like, we 
we you know before like it gets bad but people uh that there is a time travel thing where you could go oh, to boy. your system oh, settings oh no you have not time traveled oh listen, no when i say your boy has been time traveling when i came back from 2024 i was like yo <laughs> yo did the did the bodies reanimate yet what what's going on when in 2020 am i oh my god <laughs> but you yeah, are I'm have mercy I'm I'm having, I'm I'm having fun though. It does. I, I feel like everyone is like you know. Oh, you know that ruins the fun for the game. Animal Crossing is always gonna be there. Like I feel like so what? You know I'm building a trap house right now and I have like a million. <laughs> dollars. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that I have like I'm I'm uh I'm making a bunch of Nintendo Switches and selling them on the black market. That doesn't matter. No, but your boy ain't in debt though. Wow. Well, at least there's that. You know. Um. I really thought that the museum in this game was jaw-dropping. Jaw-dropping. Like, I could not believe the improvement that we saw in there. So in the old games, you know, Blathers owns this museum, the, the Museum Night Owl. He, you know, he owns the museum. You go there, and, you know, he puts up, like, a lot of the, like, the fish in tanks and the fossils, like, kind of on pedestals and things like that. You know, it's just, it's what you would think in a game like this. It's very, it's very standard. In this, it is, like, decked out. Like, honestly, I thought that, you know, for Georgia natives, like, you'll understand. But, like, if he went to the, if, if they actually went to the Georgia Aquarium and, like, actually modeled their in-house aquarium, like, after that, that's what it felt like to me. Like, there's there's lighting ambiance, and there's, like, uh, really cool music, and I, it's it's stunning. I was I was flabbergasted. I was like, okay, now this is just a museum simulator game to me now. I'm only going to just be catching things only to, like just to put them in the museum. That's that's the purpose. Forget Nook, forget my villagers, forget anything outside of just catching bugs and fishing and giving them the blathers. Like that is the game now for me. Um I was I was blown away by that. Uh, just just wanted to see if I could express <laughs> how crazy that was. Um but yeah, I've had a really good time like checking in every day. It's been it's been awesome. Uh, I've visited many towns and gotten pretty much all the fruits. The only thing I'm missing right now is bamboo. So if you have bamboo, you know, come hit me up. My town is Sino. S I N O U X. Come hit me up. Uh, need that bamboo. And uh, yeah, it's it's great. I my my uh, I'm still I'm waiting on Isabel. I don't know when Isabel shows up in the game like chris knows because he's time traveled like five years but you mm -hmm. know for for me you know i'm only on like day five so you know she hasn't shown up i'm wondering where my girl is and uh she's nowhere to be found i'm a little disappointed but i i'm really happy but what we should talk about though uh, like kind of in a serious manner is how badly nintendo has botched the multiplayer in this and and by multiplayer i want to specifically say the local co-op so if you, you know, maybe have a partner, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, uh, and you guys want to play Animal Crossing together, well, the best place or the best way for you to do that is not necessarily through the same switch because what happens is that you each switch is one island. So if I start a island and say my girlfriend may want to play on the switch with me like on couch co-op it's possible but she'll be on the same island sounds fine right but she's considered player two she's considered a, a second profile like a almost like a um 
almost like a guest of the island. So I'll be like the leader. We can play at the same time, but she can't really advance anything. There is a period in the island progression where you have to choose uh, three different villagers uh, or you have to choose like furniture for them and kind of build their 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 house, like their interior and exterior furniture. If you're player one, you can do this with no problem. The game will tell you, hey, you need 10 pieces of wood. You need 15 iron nuggets or whatever. It'll tell you what you need and you can go about your your business. If I'm not online, my girlfriend decides to play um, and she logs into her profile. The game will actually tell you to refer to player one and you can't actually do any of that. It won't even tell you what you need to progress oh, that. Wow. Those oh, materials. Jesus. Um, oh, I think it's because you're the you're the island representative. So I'm guessing they're tying certain island, like certain like tasks to that person. Kind of. But what's happening is that like people are playing with like their families, you know, and their their partners and like they're they can't play without like their player one character there. Oh, wow. And they can't progress anything. So it makes them feel kind of like a lesser citizen in a way, like of the town. And it's like, okay, well, you can't really do anything except like catch stuff. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Tag along in in a way. Um, And that's no good. That's no fun for them. Um, And I'm not playing that way, fortunately. But like for a lot of people who are, this is a big point of contention. Um, And something that, you know, a lot of people, whether or not, you know, you go on message boards, you go on Reddit, um, you know, you see a lot of comments about this. In fact, I mean, usually we don't pay attention to this sort of thing, but it is getting like review bombed on like uh, Metacritic and things like that because like people are so upset that this is like a a prominent feature of the game. And so definitely we wanted to call that out and uh Definitely, it's no, it's no surprise because Nintendo, it tends to be, you know, they have arcane, arbitrary uh, <laughs> restrictions when it comes to multiplayer. You know, they're still using friend codes in 2020. Um, so this isn't necessarily a surprise, but it is really unfortunate and it it sucks. So definitely be careful if this is if that's the way that you want to play the game. It's mm. not a great experience. So, yeah, that's pretty much Animal Crossing. Other than that, the game itself is really great. Um, So if you're playing alone, I definitely recommend it. It's super relaxing, um, and I'm really in love with it. Uh, So, yeah. Chris, I assume that you feel similarly? Yeah, I mean, I'm having fun. Um, It's, I don't know. It's, uh, It's a lot. Right now, I'm playing just me, my island. You know, I'm time traveling. You know, I'm saving the world. And, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying, like, having, like, my own island, my own, like, getaway. Um, I haven't really played with anybody else yet. Like, I haven't opened up my island to have people jump into uh, my island, or I haven't jumped into someone else's island yet. But I feel like that's where, where the game's going to open up for me. Because right now it's just Animal Crossing, which is a good thing. It's a good game. But, um, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's that's honestly where I'm at. Like, I mean, you said you've said everything so far. Like, uh, you know, I I like it, but I'm not like crazy for it. Like, I think I sort of like gotten over it after the first couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's something that's meant. I mean, it's a formula that's meant to be played. Kind of, you know. Um, uh, I would say ideally about an hour or so, like every day, and then like put down. It's not meant. I I wouldn't say that it's meant to be binged, you know, for hours on end. Like, 
you know, for the first few days. Well, I'm sorry, for, like, once you get settled. I think of the first week or two of, like, actual gameplay. The, I, I think you can do that because I did. I played for, like, multiple hours on end. But I think once you settle into the groove of, of just kind of, like, everyday island life, I think, it you know, you log in, you hit the rocks for treasure, you dig for fossils, you maybe... And anything else after that, like, is kind of extra. You can go fishing. You can go to, like, the Nook Island and go, you know, find, try to find rare things. But, like, none of that is, is really pertinent to the experience. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, that's that's the point, though, right, is that it's meant for that sort of uh, non-pushy, very relaxing sort of uh, atmosphere. Have you ever played Animal Crossing, Luke? No, unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so. Uh, um, yeah, so no, I haven't. So I'm just kind of listening, like, okay, because let me be completely honest, because I've never played it. I'm just like, man, like, people are really hyped for this game. Like, right. what all is, like, what what is this? You know, so, yeah. no, I've been kind of, um, yeah, behind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a Switch either, so. You oh, know. got it. Got it. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the marquee titles for Nintendo for sure. Like, people have been clamoring for it uh, forever. Uh, and you know they, they were really pissed with Nintendo uh, with Wii U when they released the Amiibo Festival instead of a new Animal Crossing. People were oh. not happy about that. They wanted a, a new true blue Animal Crossing title, so we finally got one here uh, a few years into the Switch life cycle, and and it's been for the most part uh, really really good. So yeah, were the people oh. as mad about um, not getting a legit Animal Crossing game as they were not getting a, a legit Fallout game? uh i would say you know surprisingly i feel like it was comparable i feel like it was comparable like the the fallout community was extremely loud about that you know deservedly so um but man when that amiibo festival dropped so much so much hate so much hate immediately um yeah i don't know that's a really good one it's a really good question we'll have to maybe measure that (laughs) Uh (laughs) get some numbers going yes yes and so I think that that about wraps it up for me. Chris, what you been playing? Oh, man. What have I been playing? So I talked about Animal Crossing already. Uh, that, you know, is fun in itself. Um, I'm still going to play it. Don't Now, don't make, don't make the sound of my voice right now. Make it sound like I'm not having fun with Animal Crossing. I'm actually having fun with Animal Crossing. Um, but there are other things that I'm playing that are sort of taking my time. Um, the first game is I'm revisiting Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, I've talked about the show, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, and, you know, sort of dropped it (laughs) because I just, you know, just life happens. But, uh, you know, with this whole quarantine happening, with me uh, working from home with one of my jobs, you know, for the most part, I'm sitting down for, like, a good half of the day. So. Uh, I have to do something. I can't just sit down and not do anything. And then, and then, shout out to you, Lloyd. You you did the um, you sent me the the push up challenge. I still have to do that. I still (laughs) got to do that. So uh, you know, I got you know stuff like that to do. Uh, so yeah, Ring Fit Adventure. If you, I mean, it's honestly it's super hard to find now. Um, when the coronavirus was really like first hitting China, uh, everyone in China was buying up the game. So people, so people were, were buying it. And then, like, doubling the price, selling it to China. <laughs> Bless you. I, I, um, I know a guy, you know, shout out to Brandon if he's listening. He told me that he had a guy come to his store uh, and pretty much bought, like, four or five, like, copies 
of Ring Fit Adventure. Wait. And by copies, that's like the game, the actual ring thing, the leg band. He bought like, yeah, he bought like five of them. The full package. Yeah, so you know it's you know I I'm not sure if it's in stores, but if you happen to come across one, you see one online for a decent price, pick it up because my body hurts right now. Like it, it's an actual workout. Uh, it's it, it's pretty much calisthenics where you just you're doing workouts using your body, but then at the same time you're doing like multiple reps, you're doing different things all at the same time. So you're also getting the cardio in too. Um, I've at this point been back on it for two days. Uh, my body's weird. I'm really gonna feel it tomorrow morning, and I, I already I already know it. Like I'm already feeling it now, but tomorrow morning definitely gonna feel it. Um, and it's it's something that you can set on your switch to have an alarm, so that like let's say if you want to wake up like 7 a.m. and you have like your switch next to you, like next to your bed, it'll actually like turn your switch on and start vibrating at that hmm. set. Yeah, it's crazy. Not, not okay. too many games. Yeah, not too many games really do that. But that's one of the games that you can set an alarm for. So Ring Ring Fit Adventure, having fun. Uh, I'm I'm glad I'm doing it in these times. And you know, for you guys too, like you know, do your push ups. You know, do your jogs. If you, if you have Beachbody, if you have Insanity, uh, those CDs, cool. any yeah. of those. Yeah, go ahead. This is the time to do that. Go ahead and get that Beachbody. Um, next up. I want to talk about Bleeding Edge. So Bleeding Edge, if you don't know, it is uh, Ninja Theories. Ninja Theories, a new game published by Xbox. So this is a Xbox game, Xbox Xbox slash uh, PC game. Hmm. And it's it's a multiplayer combat online game where you... You could pretty much take what you see from Overwatch, make that a 4v4, and for the most part, majority of the characters are melee characters. Hmm. Now, that part I didn't know. Yeah, so, you know, you have all of the, you know, you have your uh, DPS characters, you have three support characters, you know, quote-unquote the healers, I think a couple of tanks. Um, you know, everyone has, like, their you know pros and cons. You have characters that are like super up close so you know um they you know they do more damage they have more of these like little dashes like evades that you could do that cost stamina so people that are like in battle all the time people that are like melee based they have about three evades that they could do then you have characters that are uh, long range so you do have some characters that do shoot guns but of course you know it's lower damage it's sort of like tick damage uh, and it's from far away, so um, I've I've definitely come like I, I play support, so I've definitely come across times where you know a melee character would get in my face and completely like destroy me because I only have two evades, and then at that point he's just you know they're just knocking me out. And this is definitely a team oriented game. Like I said, the comparison to Overwatch, uh, there isn't a PvP. Well, there isn't a team deathmatch per se. It's um there's two objective modes. There's one where you have to capture a point. So there's a capture point A, B, and C. And what's cool is that um, when it starts, let's say it starts and only objective B is active. You'll get a timer saying, you know, objective B is about to light up. It lights up and it's only, you know, active for, let's say, like 20 to 30 seconds. So, you know, you have that time to go in with your team, capture the point, kill people. Killing people gets you points as well. 
Um, but then, you know, after 30 seconds, it shuts off and then it then swaps over to other objective points. So, you know, sometimes you have one objective point as active. Sometimes you have two. Sometimes you have three. Uh, and it, it, it changes up throughout the match. So I feel like that's my preferred mode. Like, I like that mode a little bit more. Um, then there's another mode where it's sort of like, uh, I don't know, it's like, a, it's not captured a flag, but it's a mode where uh, you start the match, you're supposed to look for like these energy cores, uh, you find them, you collect them, and then once you collect them, you're supposed to wait for this bank to show up, and then you could then take the cores to the bank, deposit it, and that's how you get points. Um, at the same time... Interesting. Yeah, at the same time, you know, the opposite team, they're doing the same thing. So let's say you have, you know, six cores on you. If you die, then your cores drop and then the other team has a chance to pick it up. That that almost sounds like that plunder mode on that modern war the the war zone. The one that we didn't like too much. Yeah, that's prob- that's probably why Adam I'm, I'm not liking this mode. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's sort of just like that. Um so yeah, so right now the game came out, there's only those two modes. Uh, like I said, there's maybe four DPS, four I think four tanks, and then two, uh, no three, supports. So the character base isn't that deep yet. But I'm feeling if you know Ninja Theory, if they keep developing the game, if they keep updating the game, I have hope for it somewhat. Like this isn't gonna. Be, this is honestly this isn't a game right now that. I'm going to jump into by myself because like I said, since it's a team game, you sort of want to play this with other people, mm-hmm. preferably play it with four, like three other people to have a full team. Um, you know, the times I played it, I played it with Omega Batman. Once again, shout out to him. We played on my stream. We played a little bit on his stream and yeah, like there are games where we completely destroyed people. And then there are team, there are games where like people actually like, it feels like they had the full team of four and the whole time they stayed together and just like worked as a unit to take everybody out. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it was it was disgusting. So inevitably, this game you know is going to draw comparisons to Overwatch, Team Fortress Two, things like that. Um, it sounds like the main difference is that it's melee focused rather than something yeah. that's ranged weapons. Is there anything else that makes it feel much different than those other two titles I just mentioned? Um. I mean that's that's honestly the biggest part is that it's uh it's melee based. So okay. you have you have your dashes, uh your evades, you could jump, um some characters could double jump. Um I'm trying to think oh, and another thing, they uh just like I think uh Paladin, I think that's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh Paladin, where you, yeah. yeah, where you have a mount. They have mounts in this too. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, okay. so yeah, so like you know, you hold right on the D pad to like sort of start the animation of you getting on your mount, and then after like two three seconds, you're on your mount and you could you know go out. Mm. Um, it's I don't know some character like this one. There's one DPS character that's sort of like a glass cannon. Um, she's like half woman, half ostrich, and <laughs> okay. she, yeah, it's crazy. Um, the character designs are pretty cool. I like the character designs in this game. Um, so she, she's pretty much like a glass cannon. Uh, she doesn't have a mount, but she runs really fast, like, as if she isn't, like, has a mount already. And then, uh, her double jump is really high. Like, to the point where I think it's, like, the highest jump in the game. So, but, I mean, the balance is, 
she can't take too many hits. So she's that character that, you know, if you play like uh, like League of Legends or any of like those type of games where, you know, you have like your, your junglers that pretty much just come in for like the quick kill and then run out. That's what that character is. Mm. So uh, there is that the character I play with uh, is basically Mercy. Mercy. It's basically Mercy, but they're in like this um, in like this hovercraft. Yeah. So, so he can do like a persistent like healing beam. Um, he, his res, uh, instead of healing, like resing them after they die, you sort of have to see it happening and you have to give them the buff. So like the buff lasts about seven, eight seconds. And if they die while they have the buff, then they revive. Oh, interesting. So you really have to be paying attention. Yeah. I mean, this game sounds like it's not going to be like another Battleborn and and die quickly. Like, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, it really doesn't sound like like it it sounds like it has a more level of a polish than that game did. Um, And so hopefully we see it, you know, kind of stick around for a while then because I do want to play it. I do want to try it out. Seems cool. Yeah. So, you know, once again, I feel like I I say this on every episode (laughs) and it's not an ad. I promise you. But Xbox Game Pass is the best value in gaming, hands down. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, people... yeah I, I need to get people... on the, the train, brother, man, because, uh, you know, I've been PlayStation forever, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, it's crazy. Like, people have jumped so far this generation where I see a lot of people that I knew were Xbox players now, like, they're all Sony. Like, you can't tell them anything about Xbox or they'll spit in your face. Um, and, like, there's no way to talk people back to Xbox. So, you know, this next generation is going to be really interesting. I want to see what they do to bring people back. I mean, they, they already won me back. I re- they already run, won me over. So I'm happy. Yeah. Yep. Um... So last, I have uh, so I played the Resident Evil Three demo. Nice. Um, so it's 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 fun. It's yeah. cool. But he's let me tell him, tell you. Let me, yeah, let me let me tell you a little story. So yeah, before before you jump in, did you you did you end up playing too or no? I don't I don't think you did, right? I I didn't. I have it right here. I just haven't played it yet. Oh okay okay cool. All right, so here's the story. So. You know, I think this was like night one or two of quarantine. And I'm like, yo, like, you know, this is already my, my second glass of wine. I lied. It's like my fourth or fifth. And I'm like, hey, to, 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 to you know, turn, like, I guess to turn in for the night, let's go ahead and play Resident Evil 3 before I go to sleep. Horrible idea, guys. Bad move, brother. Bad, bad move all the way. Um, You know, like, I, I, I feel like I was doing good. Up until um, Nemesis showed up, mm-hmm. and when I say Nemesis is that dude, like I thought, I you know I thought I took him down. I thought like you know you know he he was like taking a knee. I was like, all right, cool. Like I, I think I got him. So I turn, I immediately turn away, start running, trying to get out of the area. Tell me why this man like pulls a Jason and like <laughs> jumps straight in front of me and grabs me. <laughs> When I say I was, I was, I was over. Like, so does the demo end at that point? Is it more to the demo? Because no, it pretty much ends there. Like, you you get away. Um, remember with the uh, fire hydrant? Excuse me, with the um, through that gate where it was on fire. You're supposed to connect yeah. the hose to the fire hydrant and go through there. And then I the have, yeah. So I, I had all of that. Like, I was ready. 
he killed me. I, oh. I, yeah, he actually killed me there. I, I stopped, I stopped the demo. I deleted the demo. I'm, o- I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> I, I'm shocked to hear that you tried to fight him. I ran <laughs> my life first off. He popped up. I tried to get up the stairs. He used this tentacle thing to pull me back down. I'm like, yep. yo, what the heck is happening? And I just left. Like, like I died twice, I think. And then I was like, all right, we're out of here. I, I shot at him. I was like, nope, this isn't working. I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's that's just me in video games. I, I I'm hard headed. Like I'll, I'll try to fight anything. Um, yeah. Well, so I, I, I deleted I the demo. It, oh, you okay? I was about to say. Well, I take it you really liked it, but maybe not. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Like I said, I'm gonna go through Resident Evil two, and then uh, Resident Evil three is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be ready for it. I'm about I'm ready. Are you for it? Um, that, that's like with asterisks and air quotes. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to. I kind of want to watch you play some of that, especially when you get to the Mr. X stuff. Um, just because <laughs> I, it's it's that stuff is gonna be glorious. I really need to see your live reactions to all of that. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I sort of want to see it on camera. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a ride. I can't wait. It's gonna be cool. Yeah. But yeah, so that's everything that I played this past week. Uh, you know, guys, if you have time to play video games, it's time to play video games. Catch up on your backlogs, people. Uh, if you have if you have a Switch and you've been like, yo, I keep hearing people talk about Animal Crossing. What's Animal Crossing? If, I mean, if anything we talked about this episode sounds somewhat pleasing to you, pick it up. You know, if you, you, know, if you have someone to play it with, pick it up. If you're like me and you're a time traveler, pick it up. Mm. But maybe and don't. Don't. Do <laughs> so, so with that, we're gonna go ahead and jump to the news. And guess what we're talking about first? What's that? Animal Crossing. Oh God! All right, cool. All right. So, Animal Crossing: New Horizons in Japan. Um, I tried looking up like the U.S. figures. I found Japan, and I found I think the U.K. put out the figures, but. It's done really well, like to the point where uh, they it's doubled the sales of uh, the previous. I guess I guess they're rating it based on the 3DS game because that yeah. was tech, that was quote unquote the last um, Animal Crossing game that came out. Yeah, yeah, definitely, totally. There was no other Animal Crossing game that came out in between that. Nope, not at all. <laughs> so I, I also want to combo that Doom Eternal did the same thing. They doubled their launch revenue from Doom 2016. Awesome. Um, at the same time, uh, Animal Crossing, I think, broke, it like, shattered records. Um, it also pushed the Nintendo's, like, it, it pushed people so much. I think it's a combination of, like, the hype for Animal Crossing and then also, you know, what's going on in the world right now. Um, people, like, are selling out of Switches. Like, it's hard to find Switches online. Uh, if you if you look everywhere, it's sold out. If you go on Amazon, people are selling them for, like, $450. Um, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, I think um, I think the Switch passed the Wii at this point in sales. That's, in- that's actually insane. Yeah. Um, I don't have, like, the... the um, article in front of me that said that but i remember reading that while looking all this stuff up so mm-hmm. quote unquote it passed the wii in sales uh that's really cool that's really good for animal crossing that means that we're gonna possibly see even more animal crossing uh you know they already have like the free updates that are coming out so you know everything's looking good for animal crossing right now 
Yeah, I think it's a combination of things, man. I mean, I think it's the the quarantines. You know, it's a really nice escape. Uh, I mean, it's escapism just regardless of all this and i think that's it's, it's doubly so now um the portability of the switch allows you to just kind of be in bed and play games and not really have to like get up in front of a tv and things like that um you could you know sit outside and i don't know it, there's a lot of things i think that are working in the switch's favor um and animal crossing just at at large right now so i think this totally makes sense and i'm really happy for doom too like that's that's awesome that these two game franchises were kind of propping each other up like in yeah, the lead yeah. up to their release and then they end up doing really really well together that's yeah. pretty cool i think both of the communities like came together at this yeah. time and like they you know they're they're pushing for uh, animal crossing people were pushing for doom doom people were pushing for animal crossing if you yeah. go on like the subreddits you would see like animated gifs of, of the other game in that game like, yeah. it was a what a time to be alive seeing isabel mow down a bunch of demons with a machine gun it's great, it's great. 2020, 2020 2020 is wild I was just, yeah that's 2020 Oof. in a nutshell um next up we have and this is a combination of news. Once again, um, you know, we have the report that Sony uh, Europe, they are throttling down the download speeds in Europe to help with Internet stability. You know, everyone's at home. Everyone's downloading stuff. Uh, you have over in the U.S., a lot of carriers saying, hey, like we're waving data caps. People are like, word, <laughs> Down- <laughs> downloading everything. Uh, I'm not one of those people. AT&T, that's not me. But, Sorry, um, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so we have Sony doing that. We have um, Netflix doing that. I think, you know, Xbox Live has, like, peri- not even periodically crashed. I think it's crashed, like, every day uh, for, like, the last week. Um, and, and that's, and listen, and that's nothing on, like, people, like, you know, oh, there's Xbox, yada, yada, yada. No, no, listen. Sony people... <laughs> I don't want to hear that. How long? How how long have you? You, know, you remember when the Sony the network went down? How long was the network down for? I way too long. That was God. That was hell. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it, Sony folks. But yeah, um, you know, a lot of these companies they are you know trying to work in ways to make sure that the internet stays stable. Um, right. I mean, how do you? I mean, how do you feel about it? Do you think that's something that, you know, um, I like, I could talk about this for a while. Like, you know, these times are showing that, one, these companies could do unlimited data. Two, they mm-hmm. can, you know, you know, I think Comcast is giving Internet to uh, children or to, yeah. like, students. Yeah. Uh, these times are showing that all of these things are possible so yeah no i mean that's pretty much my exact thoughts as soon as the first uh, isp you know released their you know the statement saying oh yeah we're lifting all data caps it's like yeah okay we knew all of this was bs we we knew all of this was arbitrary um this is just uh, something to just wring more money out of people um and 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 place you know and really do do something that's I don't know. Maybe unethicals is a little extreme, but like it's it's definitely something that that is um, that is like you just said, proven to be not essential, uh, you know, not necessary at all. Um, and I think the moves that they're making that these big companies are making are ultimately good, and maybe that spurs on greater change once this is all over. Um, you know, the cynical side of me says probably not, but like one can hope, right? Um, but I mean, I think this is this particularly is a good move um and very considerate of of everyone that's going through this right now yeah 
All right, and last bit of news that we have. Um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of this news is just circling around the quarantine and like what this virus is doing. So we're gonna talk about real sports. Uh, right now, it show it, it seems like certain uh, com- like companies like F one, uh, FIFA. Um, I, th- I think I've seen like NBA uh, wow. try and do some streams, but it looks like they're they're jumping over to esports. This whole time they're talking smack about esports, but now they're doing it. Uh, F1 the series was canceled, so it turns out the drivers will actually race each other in the official video game because apparently they all play the video game too, and they're actually really good at it. So, you know, they're doing that. You have um, like Barcelona and, and Real Madrid. Uh, these, you know, uh, uh, I want to say soccer, but people are like, no, it's football. Those organizations, they're, you know, getting their players and they're playing each other in FIFA. So, I mean, once again, what a time to be alive. Look at 2020. It's wild out there. Yeah. I mean, like, well, not to be confused, like they're not they're not like doing it for like like in place of the actual race. Like, OK, whoever no. wins this virtual thing, like that's who wins won the grand prix like it's it's no they do do, yeah they're doing it for content yeah but i mean it is very cool though and i'm actually i actually follow f1 i actually almost bought an f1 subscription f1 tv subscription this year uh because they had like a good a a good sale going on and glad i didn't (laughs) (laughs) what's going on um but yeah this is actually really cool and i did not hear about this actually prior to kind of like us uh putting the show together this week and um and the thing I, I think that is is really cool about it is that it's almost like a play on the Madden Challenge, is, which is something that they've been doing for mm-hmm. years now, uh, where they have like you know a representative of both teams that are going to the Super Bowl play in a actual Madden game, and uh, typically the you know whoever wins is like the Super Bowl is, a- is actually the person who goes on to win the actual Super Bowl. I'm not sure if that's been like accurate or whatever for the last few years i haven't paid attention no i think i think a couple years ago like that that got like debunked or whatever yeah oh okay okay um but it's something that's cool that they do um and i think that the 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 fact that they're doing it for f1 is super sweet i've actually never played the f1 game and i i I hear good things though so i don't know maybe i'll check this out when they do it i think it's super cool that they're doing it on the actual days that the real races occur on i think that's pretty cool yeah all right, so that's the news for this week. Um, so we are, if, if you haven't noticed, I think I should have said this at some point. Uh, before we jump into the Q&A, at this point, um, we were doing this on Twitch. Uh, my computer caught on fire. Not really. It just overheated. And Twitch didn't want to play nice. Um, Streamlabs didn't want to play nice. So we, you know, we opted into just doing this how we used to, just by, you know, doing it off stream. Uh, so, you know, that's why we didn't have a trailer of the week. And that's why, you know, listening to this, this sort of sounds a little different, I guess. I don't know. But we'll still have, uh, we'll still have a Q&A, which we're about to do. And we're going to go ahead and jump into the topics straight into that. So Q&A, we got some questions for, for you. Uh, uh, Lokia. He did it. Third. He did it again. He did I, it again. I, I did it. Loika. All right. At some point by the end of the episode, I'm gonna have this right. I'm gonna have to write it down somewhere. Loika. He is emphasized. He's, he's just. We're, we're, he's so excited that you're here, Loika, that he just can't say it properly. That's all it is. Yeah, he's just so excited. I'm tripping. <laughs> so we got our. 
we have our first question. Um, what what's the backstory of the Gamers Haven? Like, what's the whole like you know story behind you guys? How'd you guys come to together? Yeah. So initially, um, the idea for it was just to create basically essentially a haven for gamers. So bring back the, the hanging out on the couch again, the modern day arcades and stuff like that. So, I mean, we came in on the tail end of it, I think. I think the last arcade I got the chance to go to back when it was at South Lake Mall, um, where the Vision Works is now, I think, wherever mm-hmm. at, the, at the front. And it's just, you don't, you don't see it much anymore. You have to drive far to get to it. So the idea was to bring something like that on the south side. Because instead of us having to drive out to Sandy Springs or wherever, it's down here now. So it started off with that idea, but right now we're trying to build the brand right now. That's why you see a lot of the streaming, but what it'll turn into is a brick and mortar where everybody just a safe space where you just come hang out, play video games and stuff like that. And long-term goal to provide opportunities for kids trying to get into the workforce, stuff like that, and get experience without having to need experience, be able to train them up to basically get into the working, working field and networking opportunities. So. I really can't express how much I love that. That is so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I, I, I think, um, like I remember you talking about this like a couple of years ago. So like seeing how like everything like you know come to fruition. Like you got the branding now. You got the shirts. Mm-hmm. I bought the, you know, I, I bought the other shirt uh, a couple months ago. Uh, I saw you guys had socks. You guys have socks too. <laughs> um, it, it's Mom. cool. It's cool. It's cool seeing you know having a vision. And going out there and like you know doing what you can to achieve it. So you know, uh, you know us on should I play that? We do want to applaud you for like for yeah. doing that and for you know trying to make a difference in the community. Like that's always something that yeah. you know I personally want to do, and it's great seeing other people do it too. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Our next question is gonna I guess is a roundtable question for everybody. Um, what is a game that you're uh, anticipating the most? Go ahead, so, Loika. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was supposed to come out last year, or I guess it was a placeholder date for it. But I'm a huge Gungrave fan, and the Gungrave Gore was supposed to come out at the end of last year. And nothing happened with that. And there's no update. I haven't seen any update for it. But that series was like everything, dude. So to see it continue, like they had a VR game that came out a couple years ago that continued the canon story for it. Hmm. So Gore was supposed to pick up from there. And. No news about it. So suppose maybe it's supposed to happen this year, maybe not. But that's that's all my list. I'm, I'm fingers crossed that it's happening this year. <laughs> yeah. Um. And these are games that are already announced, right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Games okay. are already announced. Um. Oh man, I have. I feel like I have so many, but one that I know that I'm really, really looking forward to is uh, The Last of Us Part Two. Um, yeah, I, I am very much that might be one of my most anticipated games this year. I really, really love the original Last of Us. I think it's one of the best. Um, I think one of the most well told video game stories is probably what I wanted to say, um, like ever. And I, I think that and I, I'm really curious, you know, they've shrouded so much of the narrative and mystery, which is great. Like, I love that. I love that. I don't know what that game is, really. Um, and I'm just excited to unravel it. Like, I want to see the next step in Ellie's journey. She's one of the most compelling video game uh, characters and progressive video game characters that I think we've had uh, maybe ever. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that uh, continue. 
dang, you stole my game. My, <laughs> I, I um, I do have another game I'm looking forward to. I am looking forward to Final Fantasy VII the remake. I, oh, yeah. uh, so it's it's funny. Uh, I know people are gonna slay me in the comments for this, but I've never actually finished Final Fantasy VII. You're not alone, brother. Never done it. Like I, I'll always get to a certain point. I'd either get bored or like to me the game hasn't really aged well for someone that's just like jumping straight into it i i just it, it just isn't for me so seeing that now they're doing a retelling of the story but it's an action rpg it's an up to me it feels like an upgraded version of the final fantasy 15 fighting engine like you know this you know the demo that they released this past month a1 hype all the way like i was before i was sort of like eh, i'll get it when i get it but day one for me now nice yeah all right so next up uh let's go ahead and jump into favorite game oh just ever (laughs) yeah just favorite game slash series um look here what you got that's that's easy that's metal gear metal gear oh wow which one uh, my personal favorite would be the first one. Okay. Because yeah, so that that's set up towards the end, <laughs> where um basically you get the key cards and stuff like that. I was just like, oh okay. But then, excuse me, McDonald Miller, excuse me. With did you like my sunglasses? Like yo, that's like oh he's dead. Like just all the things <laughs> throughout that game, epic dude. Like I was gonna say four, but like you got to get the rest of the just the dynamic, I guess, for four to really be as impactful i think yeah. and for me that that started with metal gear solid one that was that was yeah man yeah it's a classic it's yeah. a classic i i know i mentioned it on this show before but man like one of my most memorable gaming moments is uh getting towards the end of metal gear solid 2 and you you get to the colonel and he's like telling you to turn off your console and like yes. he's like a skeleton on the kodak machine and i'm just like oh my god like what like, i mean it freaked me out at the time i was like a the early teenager playing it uh and yeah but it was so cool though that that, that series is just really immersive kojima is a a, a mad genius um so yeah uh, did you play death stranding by the way yeah, oh yes, yes I did. <laughs> we played that game all the way through and um we stuck with it because we're like you know what this is kojima dagummit we're gonna finish this game and see what he tried to talk about man i <laughs> I was I was mad personally. Uh-huh. I was very I was very mad because there was a point in the game. So we got okay. I, I'm not going to spoil it in okay. case anybody. But there's a point in the game. You know, it, it it feels like the end game time, right? Like X, Y, and Z happens. And you're like, oh snap! Screen goes black and white, and you're walking on the beach, and you're like, okay. The credits start rolling. Okay, and I. Kid you not, and I, I think I over-exaggerated last time I said time. I think I said like 30 minutes. I kid you not, maybe 10 to 15 minutes you're walking on this beach, and you get to a certain point, and it resets you back in the middle of the beach. And you're like, okay, am I done with this game or not? Right. Okay, and, and it does that for 10 or 15 minutes, and then the game continues. And you're like, there's still more. Please end. <laughs> Please end at this point. And there may have been another hour of cutscenes, and you're just like, I'm, I'm over it. And... Yeah. The game doesn't. It, it's it is FedEx USPS. The game, the whole game. The whole <laughs> yeah. Game. It it seems that seems like the most Kojima thing ever. You know, in the best and worst possible ways. Like 
it, it feels like, and I have not played Death Stranding myself. It's something that on my list um, to to do, uh, but I have not gotten to it yet. And man, it is. It just. It seems like Kojima was just not on a leash at all. It just seems like his unfettered like mind just runs rampant <laughs> in a game. Yeah. <laughs> your we- the weapon is your is your body fluids like him going to the bathroom turns into a grenade like it's yeah it's... great <laughs> great <laughs> i love it <laughs> um okay favorite game for me you know what you could probably do like if you have another game because i'll probably have like one or or maybe two do well, you yeah, have a... i mean i was gonna say if you want to do series because that's that's where yeah. i'm going with mine okay right uh, um Oh, series? Like, I don't even know. Like, I know, and I'm not sure if, like, it's my, the top favorite ever, like, number one. I don't, I don't know if I, if I have that. Like, that's just such a, it's a hard question to answer, really. Um, but it's like picking a favorite kid. But, uh, <laughs> like, I would say one of my the most influential games to me that's what i'll say um that i have great reverence for and i've played the hell out of it is um the jet set radio series um that was like a formulative uh series for me as i was growing up i played it at just the right time uh, when i was a young young teenager and it influenced so much of what I felt like was cool, like the epitome of, of cool, um, whether it was the character designs, the music, I mean, the music that's still good to this day. Um, you know, I, I, I could, I recently went, I went through those series or that those, both of those games, I think a few years back. Um, and they still hold up both of them and they're distinct games too. Just that radio or that grind radio is very arcadey um you know you're on a timer it's mission based jet set radio future is open world um so it's a very much it's very much a different experience and i really appreciate that too it does not feel like you're playing the exact same game um and yeah i i really enjoy those that's probably what i would say is was one of my favorite series of all time what about you chris all right so you know this this used to be a really hard question for me but over this past month of like replaying games and playing like newer games in this franchise i've realized that even though some of these games are really bad i'm I'm still gonna play them and even though like it's laughed at and these games are horrible i like i a game has to be either really good to like keep my attention so i could finish it or i guess it has to be my favorite franchise of all time and i power through it my favorite franchise or series sonic the hedgehog hands down if i could if i could make it through sonic forces and replay (laughs) sonic adventure 2 and not have a problem not have like a true problem with it sure yeah i'm like man these controls suck yeah dang i just flew off the stage for no reason um Mm. you know the plot makes no sense but i'm still (laughs) but i'm still playing it though I'm I'm, I'm genuinely shook right now. Like we've been doing this for 57 episodes, and I know I've known you as a person for maybe almost a decade now, and I would not have guessed that at all. I, I I've recently figured this out with me finishing Sonic Forces like last week. It was the Ben Schwartz Sonic movie that did it, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> 
exactly. Yes. Man, so that's nice. yeah. That's that's my favorite franchise. I think I've I finally like you know that old love that you have that you're like nah I'm gonna go out and see the world, but then you always come back to. That's Sonic for me. Wow. Wow. Yep. That's that says a lot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we have one last question. Um, Lokia. Damn it! I did it again. He did it. Right? It's okay. Low is fine. Low is fine. Let's just go with low. low. <laughs> so, and I, and I just wanted to preference this by saying that I've been calling his tag Loki. I've known I've known I've known you for what it feels like more than a decade at this point. GameStop days. Yeah, man. long time. And uh, you know, you know, we added each other on PSN. Saw your name. I was like, oh, cool, Loki. Been saying Loki ever since. So wait. <laughs> Before we before we record, I'm like, I just wanted to know because whenever we played, I'll, you know, I'll just call you by your real name. I was like, yo, I, I just want to verify your tag. Is it Loki? And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> All these years. <laughs> so, so when I say I'm shook, like I was like the war, like the whole room spun once that happened. But um, anyways, that's a whole side note. Uh, last question, uh, and this is gonna be for you. Uh, so with this quarantine happening, um, you know, your community, you know, I know they know that you were planning an event. Um, and, you know, that, that event, I guess, is, you know, it was supposed to be around the corner. But with, you know, practicing social distancing, mm-hmm. staying at home, guys, you know, what, what do you what do you you know, what's the what's the you know, the news of that event? Uh, so it's still on standby. So this one was going to just be a house party feel. Gaming, just you're hanging out at your friend's house. That's that's where it was going to be, just really getting that that personal feel. Like you're you're hanging out with your friends. So right now, obviously with social dis- distancing, that is definitely out of the question. Um definitely out of the question. So whenever this gets lifted, we're just gonna jump right into it. No need to wait. We've got everything just about set up here um to do that and so we're just waiting for that to get lifted whenever we get to go ahead to have everybody hang out again we're just running it um, so so i was gonna say so are you like at the door be like yo where's your papers we gotta see that you're cleared from the coronavirus mm, we'll have some hand sanitizer for you bring bring your old controller <laughs> and have some hand sanitizer <laughs> like, let's go <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. So um, that's, you know, that's the, the wrap-up for the Q&A. Uh, like I say in every episode, um, we want to hear from you guys, whether it be, you know, questions that you're asking for me and Rod, questions that you're asking for our guest. Uh, just make sure that you follow us on Should I Play That on all of our social medias. We're going to tell you who's going to be on the show when we have a guest. If you want to go ahead and check out their pages, uh, figure out who they are, ask them questions, go ahead and, you know, I will have, like, some sort of post asking for questions go ahead and just drop them uh we'll you know we'll field them look through them if it's i do want to say this we do get questions sometimes but you know how they say you know there's no such thing as a stupid question y'all y'all ask some stupid ass questions like some of these questions are really bad so some so if you follow me on instagram some of the really bad questions i'll go ahead and like answer on my Instagram stories by like completely trolling the person back. Uh, yeah, guys, Man. relax. Be serious sometimes, but not too serious. But still, no stupid questions. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, this um, this topic we sort of already like talked about certain 
uh, games that sort of pertain to this. <laughs> here it goes. But here we go. We're going to talk about video game remakes versus producing new stories. So, uh, you know, whether or not a company takes an old game like, let's say, Final Fantasy VII, they remake it, or they just go out and say, hey, let's create a new IP. Let's create something new. Let's see what happens. Um, what I, I guess the question is, what what do you as a gamer go for? Like, are you all for like, oh, I need new IPs, I need new games, or like, are you the person that sees remakes and you're like, oh man, why N- nothing's original nowadays? You want to know why nothing's original anymore? Because I feel like this generation of people that are creating stuff. We were all told that we needed to be doctors. We needed to be this, that, and the third. We couldn't. We couldn't go to school for arts. Now look at us. I blame. I blame. I blame the past generation for this. <laughs> but you know, going back to gaming, uh, I, I guess you know, Lo, like, how do you how do you feel about gaming remakes and uh, you know versus new IPs? Like, what's okay. your? So my my thought. So. When we initially talk about this, when I'm going to bring up that Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil, particularly um, when we initially were were chatting about it. So how Resident Evil did the remake, well, not remake, but how they came out with a new a new story, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, With Seven, you got a new character and you're seeing what else is going on in the in the Resident Evil universe outside of your Leon and your Chris and Ada's and all of that. You're like, oh, this dude lost his wife over here, whatever. He thought she was dead. This is what was happening on this side of the world. Right. And then again, with Resident Evil, you have the remakes, which is retelling the story. It's not retconning anything. Everything is still, you know, what you remember, just a little bit more enhanced, uh, modernized, if you would, uh, with graphics and gameplay and stuff like that. So um, what I wanted to draw is that parallel with how Mortal Kombat did it. Right. They with nine, it was pretty much retelling the first three or so. Yeah. And, you know, they tried to change it up a little bit and then you come out with it. 11 and it makes all of that a new story but it completely eradicates everything prior to i feel like and it's just like yeah you came out with a new story and nearly you you brought a new uh some new you bring new people in with the original uh, retelling of the original story and then you made it all for nothing almost and it's like good you came out with a new story that we're not you know weren't expecting but personally, to me, you almost wrote yourself into a corner because now it's like, all right, so you you're gonna retell you you could you have the opportunity to bring these characters back, but we know them in this light, and now now it's all gone now. Not to spoil the ending of, yeah. of that, but just you know what I mean. Like it's like you 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 built it up to wipe everything away and start with a clean slate, but you still had so much more story to retell with this new universe that you created without having to wipe everything clean. Whereas Resident Evil was like, hey, all of this stuff still happened. We're remaking these games. We're not changing what you know, but we're adding to what you know. Hmm. Um, all right, you, got, you want to start? Uh, yeah, well, I was actually just going to piggyback a little bit off of that. I mean, I'm glad you brought up Resident Evil because that was the main uh, point I was I was going to make. Uh, I mean, I think my essentially my answer to, to the question is that, like, I'll take both. I think a good a balance of both is is fine. Um, you know, remakes and new stories. But I think the special thing about something like Resident Evil Two is that not only like have they struck that balance gameplay wise, but just 
like narratively as well like what you're seeing in those games are is exactly like you know um what happened in the original resident evil 2 um and, and they're not really changing the bones of it we're getting like a few new things but nothing that drastically changes anything it's familiar enough for to satisfy uh, hardcore fans but new enough to really entice uh them as well as, as well as newcomers and honestly I've, I've just been i've just been continually struck again by by what that game is because it's to me it is an odd hybrid of a remake and a remaster, but I would definitely say it's more remake, though. I mean, they've they've really built this game from the ground up to be kind of a standalone uh, title, and and that's impressive. Like, I just can't overstate like how of much of a um, an achievement that is. So, like, for it to just feel like a brand new thing that is disconnected to all the other titles, yet has your little Easter eggs, like you know, you see different notes from Chris Redfield. Um, you know, you get the 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 ada stuff like you like their umbrella obviously is like the main big bad like that's they're the overarching evil like they're still around doing stuff so i think seeing all that stuff is is very is interesting and i think there's a good way to to do it i think resident evil 2 should be the marquee example of how you masterfully create a remake um while giving people something new to where it feels like a new game, even if it actually isn't. All right. So I, I'm also the same. Actually, you know what? I'm team remake team. You know, if you're going to make it really good, plug me right into my veins. Like (laughs) I I want it. Um, I do want to talk about Mortal Kombat though, because I feel like Mortal Kombat was, I, I really enjoyed the story of Mortal Kombat 9, 10, and I guess 11. Um, I I can see where the frustration comes from of like them building up this new, this new but familiar universe and then sort of wiping it. But then now I feel like they're sort of leading towards that whole half of like just producing new stories. So like with where they left off at, well, we can look at it this way with where they started at Mortal Kombat 9, that was quote-unquote, more of like a remake of 1, 2, and 3. Slight changes, slight deviants here and there, but overall, like, same story. Now you're looking at Mortal Kombat Kombat 11, which they've, like, over time wrote more into the story, wanted to do more with the story. Now they're changing it to the point where it's not the same from the past games. So at this point, with them sort of wiping everything, I feel like at this point now we're getting nothing but new stories. So True. I guess, okay, so the headcanon, of course, we all have our old thoughts of how it could have been better, right? Yeah. But I'm like, yo, like, we could have gotten a new Deadly Alliance, right, with Revenant Liu Kang and Katana, or Revenant Liu Kang teaming up with Kotal Kahn, because we see in, like, the latter endings, it's like Raiden, once he turned, you know, dark and all that stuff, Nobody was really on this man's side. So now you have a new Deadly Alliance. What does that look like? You have a whole new game with that. At the end of the old Deadly Alliance or whatever, you you lead into Onaga coming back. What do these leftover forces have against Onaga? You see how that plays out. Then you go into Armageddon. And since technically, I guess, the canon ending, Shinnok should have been the one to win that. He's gone now. Now you introduce Kronika. And not necessarily as a bad guy, but as a need now, like, yo, everything's about to fall apart. And now you have this conflicting, is she the good guy here or not? 
may, you know, maybe add in a little something extra, like whose side do you choose? Do you do you take the powers of Kronika and, and, and lead to that ending that you get in Mortal Kombat 11? Or do you allow her to do that, which adds more validity to the latter endings of whatever character you beat the story as? Oh, well, this is what we decided to do with said powers and stuff. And now, based on, I guess, based on how long it takes for each of these games to come out, that's another 10 years of story for Mortal Kombat. And then yeah. you have pure new stories, but you've already grabbed everybody into the story. I mean, we're missing Takeda. We're missing Kung, uh, Kung Jin. Like, all these characters that you start to build up. Katana's the new Khan now. Gone. How does jo Johnny Cage and Cassie get over the death of Sonya? Gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, our yeah. world is united now. Shiva, the Tarkatans, all that stuff. You built these things up, and then in the same, whoop, nah, forget about it. It's done. Yeah, maybe maybe the the end of eleven was the Thanos snap, and with uh, the next Mortal Kombat, we'll probably get all that back. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, and you know what? There's I could there's one thing that I could I, I could think of as a possible like headcanon Mortal Kombat twelve is now that everything's together and there's no Elder Gods right now. There's nobody to, uh, what is that thing's name? The, there was a being, uh, the one being, I, I think it's called that, in the one being or something like that, that was eating Elder Gods and stuff like that, and that's why they made the different realms. I could see them maybe doing that and just have, I guess it's just really Liu Kang and Katana and Raiden at this point to face off against this ultimate bad guy. Maybe that's how you bring the characters back, but I, I don't, you know, you know, they get paid the big bucks, but I can't imagine we go <laughs> after that, right? Oh, they yeah. beat him. They separate the realms again. The, the, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they can they can really go anywhere, but um, I I feel like like I said, they started off you know trying to make a remake, and I feel like they writing the story. They had so much fun that they wanted to add new things to it. So I think we got best of both worlds with that game. Um, now, of course, when it comes down to uh, talking back to you know to the topic. Uh, producing new stories i don't know it's tough it's tough to like really jump into a new franchise that i don't know um like automatically i first game that popped to my mind days gone i new ip oh <laughs> <laughs> um, if you listen to the show you already know like the the relationship we have with that game yeah um yeah anthem. like anthem uh ooh. Take it way back hit them with brink yeah, Brink. Ooh, oh God, ooh, you, that was we were so excited back in the day. Like, did you see that trailer? What is about to happen? Oh my God, it comes out. What story? Yeah, yeah. total so, wet fart, man. So yeah. it's it's tough you now. You know, nowadays producing these new stories and sort of seeing them fall flat on their face. Um, I sort of like going with what I know. So like like I said before. You know, favorite franchise, Sonic the Hedgehog. I know it. <laughs> they, they announced a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Whether it be them making a remake of a game, whether it be them, you know, adding new story, I'll, I'll be there for it. You know, the, uh, I'm familiar with it. But just, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's tough to really get behind a lot of new IPs. Now, granted, every now and then you have some new IPs that come out that are really good. You have Sekiro. You have what they did with like Dark Souls, how that just sort of blew up into its own like subgenre now. Now they're like, you know, this is the Dark Souls of this type of game, you know, the Dark Souls of Animal Crossing. Like, what? Okay, sure, why not? <laughs> but, you know, it's, I don't know, all that stuff is like really down to the luck of the draw, whether or not it's released at the right time. 
because that's another thing. Sometimes these games, they're ahead of its time, their time. And like, if they took time to actually like develop more onto the game, you know, it would have had a chance to do well. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it also comes down to, um, you know, the creators. I mean, you, you listed a bunch of games, uh, that, you know, are very, in my opinion, uh, creator driven, not necessarily just by, you know, you don't recognize them by the studio. Um, like, you know, with Anthem, we associate that with Bioware with days, uh, gone. We associate that with, um, um, uh, Oh my God, Sony, not Santa Monica. Um, why can't I, I can't think of the studio name, but it's this first party um, bend Sony bend, um, you know, and as opposed to things like God of War, who we associate with Corey Barlog, um, Last of Us, we associate with Neil Druckmann, uh, Bruce Straley, like all those guys, like um, I would say one of the best original stories um, or best original games just in general that I played uh, in the, this past generation is near automata. Um, that is by, uh, you know, Yoko Taro. And, you know, that guy is super uh, creative and very driven. Um, I know we mentioned Death Stranding and how that wasn't super successful, but you can't argue that it's like, it's definitely a, a vision, right? Like, it's definitely right. a, a unique thing that we don't see a lot of. And, I mean, maybe it was a swing and a miss for a lot of people, but we have never really seen anything like it. Um, so I think that there are a lot of examples like that, that are around. Um, and I don't know if it's, I'm not sure if if I'm convinced that it's all that hard to find, um, especially in the indie space, especially, I mean, we've, we're talking about games that are, you know, widely accessible, um, and generally funded by, you know, these AAA manufacturers uh, or publishers. But I mean, Chris, you know, you know, you know, this for the past like year or two more than, you know, anyone like, you know, give me. Give me a give me a good indie game. Like I'll get I'll be hype on it for like you know a couple months. Even now, like what happened with me this past year with uh, Undertale. Right. God damn! I take my back. I take my vote back. Favorite, favorite <laughs> franchise is not Sonic. That's what I, I thought. I, that's what I thought you were gonna say is Undertale this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> Undertale. Like it's it's a yeah. you know, it's it's a masterpiece. It's yeah. Really- I mean, a uh, uh, Devolver Digital indie title won our game of the year, our collective game of the year um, last year, you know, and, and my personal game of the year was also a very that was a small game that was um, created by like, you know, 10 people uh, Outer Wilds. So, you know, and that is an incredibly original game. Um, so, you know, those experiences do exist. I think they're bountiful, but they are going to be in the spaces where you have to kind of look for them. Um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a good ass point. You're right. I completely forgot about indie games. Yo guys, you want a new, you know, a fresh IP, you want something that's new, fresh, fun. Go ahead and check out your 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 local indie showcase. Whether Nintendo's doing it, whether Sony's doing it, Microsoft's doing it, is there? You just gotta find it. Or or listen to me, listen to this. Or you can listen to the Should I Play That podcast, and we'll tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. But yeah, so. Uh, I mean, does anybody else have any? I mean, I feel like that's a really good point to stop on for the topic unless you had something you wanted to add hello no oh, okay so <laughs> that's good so that, with that we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the, the conversation but the conversation does not end here of course you know you guys listening right now if you have a say so in this conversation do you you know video game remakes do you want new ips what do you want to see in the future 
Let us know in the comments. Hit us up on social media. We want to continue the conversation. Hit us up on Discord. Our Discord is wide open. Go ahead and jump on. Um, if you're looking for a link, look for it on our social media platforms. Look for it on our Twitch page. It's going to be there. Um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up episode 57. But before we do that, we're going to continue the tradition of having our guests give us their affirmation of the week slash positive moment of the week. Lo, yeah. what you got? Yeah, so, um, yeah, basically uh, our affirmation of the week is that uh, you're the most influential person in the world to someone. You know, we always um, think about... Uh, my dad always used to say, everybody remembers the thing that you mess up on, so always try to be A1. But on top of that, there's always somebody watching you just thinking, like, man, one day I want to do something like that. They, or they, they, they get motivated by something that you're doing. So, like how you guys are moving along with this podcast thing. I mean, this has been, I mean, y'all have been working on this for a minute, man, doing the thing. It's just like, yo, they're pushing ahead with their dreams and passions and stuff like that. It doesn't matter if there's one person or 30 people in there just as excited as they were on day one. Mm-hmm. Why should we, you know, on the Havens, it's like, dang, it's only two of us in here, man. What are we doing wrong? Man, this is what you love to do. Don't worry about the numbers. Just push forward. Um, another group that I'm, I'm motivated by, my old personal trader, like, man, dude, I'm like, yo, one day, one day, mm-hmm. why not today? You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, it's not something that you're telling these people all the time, but there's always somebody watching, just watching it, just like, man, one day, I'm going to be like them. So, Although it's not spoken to you every day, somebody's out there like, man, that group, that person, one day. So you're, you're influencing somebody regardless of those numbers that you're seeing. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Man, I feel feel warm inside. That was, <laughs> that was really good. Uh, so with that, we're going to go ahead and roll out the red carpet. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I, why do I want to say Loki so bad? <laughs> Loika. There it is. There it is. Oh, I just threw it out there. Yo. All right. Yo, what do you want to shout out? Say again. So what do you want to go ahead and shout out? We're rolling out the red carpet. What are the things that you're working on? People you want to shout out? This oh, is your moment. Man. Okay. Yeah. So definitely want to shout out uh, the awesome community at Gamers Haven. We've got um, some awesome people that stopped through there. Blurred Box, One Hero Gaming. Um, OC Tokai, uh, oh gosh, uh, oh, Catch Me Outside, Luscious Gamer, Nikki Dick, Kevin Kage, all these people have been uh, awesome and streamers in their own right. Um, so definitely want to shout them out for sure. Um, and yeah, we're just, on our end, oops, just knocked out my headphones. Just want to, uh, I guess say that we're, we're still working on our stuff, still trying to do the streaming thing and hopefully get this event going so everybody can, uh, come through and hang with the Haven. Excellent. Man, I just want to take a moment to say uh really appreciate you stopping on the show today. Uh, we, we, we've we talked about the Gamers Haven both on mic and off mic, actually, so it's really exciting to have you on. Um, and we really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, and and I, I know I personally, I'm pretty sure I can speak for Chris as well for this, but like, you know, I, I really love the community aspect that you are that you guys are perpetuating um i love that um and definitely keep doing what you're doing and you you are welcome back anytime thank y'all thank (laughs) (laughs) y'all all right guys so with that we are signing out for episode 57 guys listen i understand the world's it's it's gone to shit 
for a lot of people. But listen, just take things a day at a time. Wash your hands. Drink more water. Take your vitamins. And play more video games. Guys, stay beastly. Peace out. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>